This is Special Report. Neil Armstrong may have seen extraterrestrials on the moon. When he spies a discernible shape. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Full Spectrum Universe. My name is Rob Yox. We have an incredible, incredible show for you this evening. Somebody that I personally love his work through and through. I've seen tons of presentations. You've seen him on Portal to Ascension. His name is Phil. Gruber. And I'm going to tell you who Phil is, and we're going to bring him right in. Phil Gruber is acknowledged worldwide as an authority of one of the foremost teachers of sacred geometry, the secrets and mysteries of the Magdalene's, and the Holy Grail, advanced systems of healing, and a host of other exciting topics. His passion, enthusiasm, kind spirit, sparkling wit, and intelligence has made him highly respected and much-loved speaker on the international scene. His ability to teach highly detailed and sophisticated information with grace, ease, patience, joy, and most of all, humor is legendary. And has he been called the magical genius? Of course he has, with a pure heart of gold. He is known throughout the world as a gifted healer and as a well-accomplished auto-harp player. He has spoken at the United Nations and his debut CD of harp music, The Enchanted Songs of Indra, is now available. He is also the, a co-collaborating host, uh, uh, author with uh, James F. Tymon, and it's entitled The Kabbalah Code, which was published by Hay House. And we'll put stuff up later so you can get all that information for you, but let's bring him up. Here he is. His name is Phil. There he is. What's going on, Phil? Hey, how you doing? Wow, that was, that's an awesome bio. If that wasn't me, I, I'd be really like uh, psyched to, to hear him, you know, I'm telling you. That was it was good. I saw it. I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is perfect because I was like, all right, we need to get a bio going. And I wanted to make sure I, I encompassed all that, you know, all that you can do and all that you have done. One of the things we didn't mention was your ability to be an inspiration to people like me to work within the Akashic record and make the impossible become more possible to bring us into this new reality that we're all manifesting in this new age of man, which we're marching. I think we're already there a little bit, but we're marching closer and closer to as the days come on. And your presentations are legendary. I like that. I like you integrated a little bit of the Alan Steinfeld bio. We're all yes. Good. Yes. I like that too. He sees, I saw Alan's it. And I was like, Alan's the great. best man in my wedding. What an opening! This the, I'm I'm just Ed, that got me really pumped. That opening, awesome. Had awesome. a little Fox Mulder in there. I noticed. Little, yes, little yes, Fox it's Mulder. got you know. Nobody can deny what the truth is, and we're gonna t we're gonna go to the ends of the earth to oh, find okay. it. That's it. That's right. Mulder and Scully. Mulder and Scully. Whoops. You know, I think you're one of the only people who actually recognized what that was 
when we got when we got into it, right? And it's Absolutely. really it's amazing. Like those that, that was some of the beginning for me when I heard and saw that show because it was before Ancient Aliens and all the other types of spiritual endeavors I went into because I was a history buff for a long time. But enough about me. You know, I wanted to ask you, Phil, can yeah. you bring us back to the beginning? Bring us all the way back. And I know it's it's a, you know we're going to go right, through well, a, a timeline, yeah. but. I would love for you to tell the people who, you know, I'm sure they've heard of you, but they may not know the full story of Phil Gruber. I want you to tell them where it all started for you, this transition into this sort of reality. Pretty much started uh, October 1st, 1952. A beautiful baby was born to uh, Eddie and Estelle Gruber in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Well, that's where I grew up, in New Jersey. Jersey boy. Right, born and bred New, New York, right here. Adult life in uh, in New York. That also that of course presupposes my adult life has started. I'm not so sure about that. You know, chronologically, I'm up there now. Although my wife thinks my emotional intelligence is about uh, less than my shoe size, but uh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but it really, well, this this leg of the journey pretty much started when I was six years old. I was in a car accident. I just gotten back from the dentist. I got off. I got out of the car on the driver's side. And it's uh, estimated that Roberta's, Roberta Ike's father was going about 60 miles an hour. I was hit head on, thrown up in the air, halfway down the block, landed, not a scratch. And of course, I didn't understand it at the time. But now I realize that this was sort of a classic walk-in situation. Wow. Where the, the force of the impact threw me, but but not a scratch. Something came in to save the life. It stayed in. The walk-in stayed for about 10, 11, 12 years. And awesome, awesome downloads. Of course, stuff that I didn't understand until many, many, many years later, you know, um, when I met people that had either had similar experiences or I just, I've had wonderful mentors in my life. A lot of people will ask me, how do you know what you know? I mean, we all know what we know. I mean, with everything I know, if the, when the toilet, you know, starts backing up, I, I, I go into a panic. You know, I can't do this myself. We all have our areas of specialization. But mine happens to be some information and process that I'm just really, every day, I'm just more, I'm just so grateful eternally grateful for having this this information and having platforms like yours, Rob, to be able to share this, because I think this is just so important. I mean, the information that I have, at least I believe, and so do a lot of, a lot of other people, that this, these, this information answers some of the most profound and significant critical questions that we've ever asked ourselves. Who are we? Where are we from? Where, where, wh- why, what are we doing here? Did we choose to be here? Where do we go when we leave? What's our evolutionary destinies? What's our purpose for being here? And I think when people get more hip to that and it feels right to them, that's half, they're, they're on their way. They're more aligned with their path than ever before. And I think when you really are aligned with your path in this life, everything comes to you. You really have to get out of the way. You have to become a moving target for grace because it's right there. 
you know, isn't that the truth? I mean, and, and, and again, like I said, you know, listening to your work connected a lot of those dots for me because I've had bits of information from here, bits of information from there. And it never truly like a Lego, you know, like the Legos fit together in that way. And, one of the things that, that struck me as so profound was when you were talking about the beginnings of humanity as we know it now. And, you know, basically the, the uh, Tornesium and, mm. and, and that aspect. So if you want to explain that, because that's also what we're going to be doing tonight is exploring that history, you know, that rich history that people don't talk about. And now we're going to start right at the beginning, of, just like we started with your beginning. We're going to use this moment to start in the beginning of where we are right now. This is really good because this is sharing this information. You know, you get, I'm sure a lot of your listeners out there and you, Rob, and I, and I, and I know, and we're actually meeting face to face pretty much for the first time. This is really our first up close and personal. And I know, and I can feel that you feel what I feel, what a lot of us feel. You know, there's a Greek word that really explains it really well. It's pathos, P-O-T-H-O-S, not like pathos, pathos, and it means a longing. And I think a lot of us have had this existential longing for so long, you know, more than just feeling that we don't belong. Of course, that's a classic uh, characteristic of, of so-called indigos and whatnot, feeling that we come from somewhere else, that our roots aren't here. Even in the Gospel of Mary Magdalene, Jesus asks Mary Magdalene, where are your roots? Do you think your roots end here? You know, you think your your roots go way back, way back. There's a divine blueprint upon through which the human quote-unquote experiment was first um, hatched. But your our roots go way back, way back in time, way back in space. And the, the interesting thing and the ironic thing is, we're going to talk about this in a minute, about the, the birth of the human race as we know it the Ternusium, the, the human being, happened 560 million years ago. But the, but the strange thing is it happened in our future relative to where we are now, relative to our perception and our focus right now. It happened 560 million years ago, but it also happened in our future. And if you will allow me, this, this is where I'd like to start because as we talked about before the broadcast, the information alone. It's not just information. These The words are composed of letters, and the letters actually are the shape of inter-trans, whatever you want to call it, multi-dimensional wave patterns. And all language forms, it's almost like a sacred geometry class in like one minute, that all language forms, whether they're spoken, sung, chanted, toned, will convert into electrical impulse. The words I'm speaking now, the words you read on the page, the songs that you listen to, all convert into electrical impulse, and they are mathem they're electromagnetic programs, they're mathematical codes that can open up what's called the gates of light, the Shari aura, Kabbalistically speaking, in all of us to let more light in, to illuminate whatever needs to be, you know, because to be illuminated, because whatever exists in the dark still exists, but you need the light of illumination. You need to be that. That, that great light. Later on, I hope to, sh to show something, if I can find it. Absolutely. Um, Jesus, even when he talks about his mother, Mary Magdalene, all the Marys, they have the effulgence of light. 
they are teachers by their presence alone. And when you and when you look at the Emoto work, the most beautiful of Emoto's crystals are the ones that people have either uh, focused or projected thoughts, even thoughts of forgiveness and gratitude. The, the, the light that these crystals can hold and radiate is because of their, their complex structure. So you think that if, if, that, if, if the Emoto crystals teach us anything, it's that if you become the living embodiment or the vibration of forgiveness, gratitude, responsibility, grace, compassion, every crystal and micro crystal in your body will be able to hold and radiate that light. That's why Jesus saw the Marys and said they have the effulgence of light. Still want to learn Reiki, that's cool. But you may not have to because you become a healer and a teacher by your presence alone as you walk, you know, through the Such life. a powerful statement, Phil. That's so that is so impactful because people look to these teachings and you know, like like you said, like Reiki to try and figure that out when it's already right there. All they have to do is right. activate it. It's over, and that's so much, you know, so much of what we talk about when we talk about consciousness and every, everything is already there. It's mm -hmm. about attenuating to that frequency to be able to access it. And, you know, the other part that strikes me is every time we talk about these types of histories, it becomes internal work. It's not external anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's stated many, many times in all the, the exalted teachings throughout the ages that knowledge is the key. Knowledge is the key that we suffer, my people, Hosea, I can't remember the exact chapter and verse, that we suffer from lack of knowledge, not just knowledge, the utilization of knowledge. Truth will set us free, but what do you do with the truth? What do you do when you learn the truth? It's almost too late. You can't turn back. You just, you know, the truth, it's like what we're talking about now, where the words we're speaking now, the ideas, the concepts that we're discussing where when you have a thought, you're invoking something from the void. Really, your thought is the attribute of consciousness. And when you have a thought, especially if it's something that you desire, that you truly desire to be of service, not only to you, but to the world and to God, to, 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 to you know, the greatest. I've heard a lot of definitions of success. And I think the one that most resonates with me is that you find a way to be of service to the most people, to the world. And that is the greatest success that you can aspire to. How can you be of service? And even your listeners out there, we, can, we certainly have time during the day to ask ourselves, how can I be of the greatest service? Let, let your higher self, if you, to the extent that you can let it in. And there are techniques, of course that can facilitate the opening of that channel, a dedicated channel to your higher self, simply ask, how can I be of the greatest service to the world? And, and you'll get the answer. When you get the answer, it's really basically up to you to, to listen to it, to do something about it. You know, the knowledge is the key. When you invoke something from the void, you give it life. And have given and having given it life, you've given it purpose. And that and it's going to want to fulfill the purpose for which it was created, like the genie, you know, the genies of legend. They they will grant the wish. They are impelled to grant the wish. They don't judge it, but they have to fulfill it. They may be thinking, oy vey, 
it's going to come back to bite them right on the keister, but they are impelled to grant the wish. And it's like every thought, even in the master key, Charles Hanel, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with the master key, Charles Hanel, even in the first lesson, one of the uh, axioms or the aphorisms is that every thought is compelled by its very nature to embody itself in an objectivity. So every thought that we think, even a thought we consider is transient, temporary, that just passes through, no, every thought we think is going to want, now that we've brought it into the world, it's going to want to manifest that, that thought. It, like take a negative thought. The thought itself doesn't judge it. It's going to want to manifest the most negative circumstances in your life because it wants you to be proud of it. It wants you to make to be proud like you have a child. Every thought you have is like is a new creation. And that creation is going to, want to manifest for you what you thought corresponding to its origin. So we really have to be more responsible about what we think now, because, as you know, that manifestation is happening a lot faster now. We're seeing the results of our thoughts in a much more accelerated way. So we really have to be more responsible for how we think and really learn the true awesome power of our thoughts. And not just in the negative, I talked about the negative thoughts, but the positive thoughts, the thoughts that aren't separated from what that thought is gonna do for the world to be of service to the world. That's the key. I, I totally agree with you. And you know, one of the things that, that what you just said is that that controlling of the thought for me, it feels as if to try and stay on a path of, of, of encouraging myself mm -hmm. to keep motivating myself, to keep looking further and further into these specific teachings and, and really trying to resonate with what they're trying to teach me. It's that intention. And that intention yeah. becomes that knowledge and that knowledge becomes that ability, if That's that makes right. sense. It makes perfect sense. That intention starts the process. That intention sets the grid or the framework or the blueprint upon which that which you want or wish to manifest has now a structure, has now a skeletal, it has now a schematic, a blueprint. And then the bricks can start coming in. Bricks as in your thoughts, your deeds, your words, your actions that will that will bring consciousness into that grid and eventually will crystallize that thought. For example, let's say you want to see an end to terrorism. Not bad for 10 o'clock in the morning, right? Not at all. I'm in Singapore, by the way. You're in the city, right? That's right. Well, not the city. I'm about an hour north of the city. So okay. in New York City. Yeah. So we're uh, now with the, uh, it really confuses me because I'm so precisely finely tuned, you know, and synchronized that now we're, I, we're, we're I'm 13 hours ahead of you. This is the funny thing about it. We're told we're here right now in the ever-present now moment, but I'm 13 hours ahead of you. I'm literally Phil from the future. That's right. That's but, right. And you know what's going to happen is you're going to be up for the rest of your day, and I'm going to be up with you because these conversations get me so pumped up that I'm just, you know, it takes me forever to fall asleep because I'll start mulling over all the things that were said like, oh, wow, that was really profound. And it's sort of like a... Uh, it's like a latency effect. Like my, I'm buffering while you're saying it. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom. And you're like, oh, wow. Like I really had a moment there. This is why after a conversation like this, I've got to go watch some TV. 
just to, just to dumb me down enough. Bring it back a little bit. But it's true that in that bio, I really, I'm so passionate about this because I know how much these teachings can help people. They've helped me and they've helped a lot of people. I do, I do, I do these, these talks for Wish Alliance, Portal to Ascension. I was, I've been on and off the radar and on and off the grid most of my entire life. But the stuff that I know is my, my, my training, my background. Okay. Aside from all the, the ships and everything like that. No, I, uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of great teachers. I've had a lot of great mentors. I'm a smart guy. I take notes, but I've had a lot of wonderful teachers. The walk-in, I, I've, I joined a magical fraternity pretty young in life. That shall be nameless. Although I will give clues as we talk. Okay. <laughs> we won't ask directly. The oaths you take in these, they're for real, man. Don't, don't mess with them. Right. You know? Which is why, you know, it, 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 it leads me into thinking that you can, one of the, a lot of the things that I teach is what I believe are the really true teachings of Ascension. The really true secrets of multidimensional identity integration, how to bring those higher parts, integrate them with them, expand with them. This, I believe, is our original purpose. And if you will allow me, um, I'd like to get into a little bit because I know we can, we can. there's so many things we can talk about. Absolutely. I know. And when people found out that I was going to be on your show, they said, talk again about the human race. Talk about how we started, where we started and what our purpose is. You know? Absolutely. I'm going to make you full screen so they can get a little bit closer to you and you can have that. Uh, whoa. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, okay. Well, the original human design itself, we need to understand is of extraterrestrial origin or angelic in nature. We have a way of looking at dimensional structure, cosmic structure. We look at, we look at things. We look at something called a time matrix. A time matrix, a 15-dimensional structure or superstructure that is composed of five harmonic universes. Each of those harmonic universes contain three dimensions or three frequencies or three levels or layers of consciousness. And by the way, if this makes sense to you, great. If it doesn't, I've managed to, to reconcile pretty much every paradigm I've ever heard with the paradigm that I, that, that we teach, uh, 15 dimensional time matrix. Okay. Five harmonic universes, dimensions one, two, and three, first harmonic universe, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Now that's just the time matrix. This is where conscious has organized itself in dimensional structure to experience itself in time there are there is consciousness that exists outside of what we understand as time that we can get into maybe in a, in a future uh talk um i do teach uh i do mentor people i do private mentoring a one-on-one -on -one, which is a great situation it's a great relationship it's almost like in the past you know one-on-one -on -one private personal mentorships and small groups so if you're interested rob will give you the the email a bit later, but that humans originally inhabited what we call the second density, dimensions four, five, and six, relative to where we are in dimensions one, two, and three. These are called the soul levels or the angelic levels, dimensions four, five, and six. It would seem 
that about 560 million years ago, councils, Pleiadian Syrian councils, saw that there was a lot of corruption within our time matrix. Now, this corruption, a lot of people have a hard time dealing with the fact, or potentially, that there is corruption in the higher dimensions in, in our within our higher selves or higher interdimensional galactic races, whatnot. But there is. There is truly is. And this was because this corruption happened on account of, of uh, hybridization, genetic hybridization, not done properly, not done in cooperation, done in terms of the, the agenda was domination, you know, that, that sort of thing. Uh, we can talk about that too, a little bit. Control, power. But inbreeding and genetic hybridization without a regard for the law of one, without a regard of the spiritual rights of, of many, many races, produced races that had fallen, fallen in consciousness because of their genetic hybridization practices, their DNA got corrupted. And the DNA is the key to ascension. What is ascension? Multidimensional identity integration again. The original human design, the original human being in terms of the earth human lineage was created, we believe, 560 million years ago on a planet, which is the fifth dimensional version of earth that we call Tara, T-A-R-A. The original human race was created basically to heal a lot of the corruption within our time matrix, time matrix again, as a result of improper inbreeding, genetic hybridization practices, created some very, very powerful beings, but beings also that lost the ability to naturally ascend that their DNA got so corrupted because of these improper genetic uh, hybridization practices, which seem to be going on this day. Again, that we can talk about it some other time. But the original Taran, original human, was called the Tura Nusium, T-U-R-A-N-E-U-S-I-A-M. Now, genetic material was taken from either 12 or 24 primary interstellar races combined to form the human being. So again, the original human design, we're all ETs for God's sake, you know, for the sake of the Christos. You know when someone says like, for God's sake? Well, originally that meant for the sake of the Christos. What do you have to sacrifice? What do you have to let go of? Sometimes love them or it enough to let it go so that the true Christos can come in, so that you can be a vehicle through which grace can not only come into you, but through you, for the whole world. You know, you get that feeling. I feel it from Rob. I feel it from a lot of people. And I feel from you out there. You know that feeling you get when your heart, you feel your heart is so big, it can't be contained in one body. And everything in your life is about sharing and wanting to share. This is how I feel. And this is how I've always felt my whole life, especially after that car accident at six years old. The Taran, the original human being, was called the Turanusium. Okay, in the Earth human lineage, known as the Adam Kadmon or the Adumi Kudmon, there were the original 12 tribes, 12 what's called seven root races and five cloister races were seeded on this planet. Each root race evolution cycle was planted or seeded on the Earth to, to develop one of the first five strands of DNA. Okay of the 12-strand DNA template, because the original angelic human is an immortal creation. We as human beings 
we're created to be guardians of what's called the Templar, the interplanetary, the planetary Templar, which is the series of stargates on and in the planet that give access to the interplanetary, interstellar stargates. We, and this is why the Earth, this is where the party is now. During these ascension cycles that we're in now, that we're in the thick of, everybody comes to Earth because the portals on the Earth open and they stay open for a while. And through the Earth portals or the Earth stargates or the Templar, you can access many, many inter-trans-dimensional, hyper-dimensional zones for whatever your agenda is. We were created to be the guardians and custodians of the stargates on the planet and the interplanetary Templar to be healers, to be teachers, to be way showers. Okay? So in the Earth human lineage, again, known as the Adam Kadmon, seven root races, seven cloister races were seated. Each of the root race, Rudolf Steiner, has much of this information pretty intact. Um, each of the root races developed, the, the root race cycles developed one of the first five strands of the DNA of the 12-strand DNA template. Each cloister race, of which the indigos are the latest expression of these cloister races, they carry the seventh through the 12th DNA strand template corresponding to the higher dimensional systems. Root race incarnates are called earth seeds. Where'd you get the earth seeds? Cloister race incarnates are called the star seeds. It is the star seeds, the cloister races that have kept the 12 strand DNA template potentials alive within the earth human gene pool and represent the advanced stages of evolution. You know, the indigos, there's going to be a conference first week of January sponsored by Wish Alliance with Portal to Ascension and a lot of support across the board. Um, the indigos, and whether you want to call us psychic children, super psychic children, magic, mystical uh, children, children of the Blue Ray, the Blue Ray Kachina, Melchizedek's, Paradisians, sons and daughters of God, the Neora, the Elohim, yada, yada, yada. Well, not yada, 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 although it could be yada, yada, yada. Um, we represent advanced stages of human evolution. The fact is, when you come into incarnation on this planet, you pass through the Earth's core, the huge interdimensional stargate at Earth's core. When at that first moment, that moment of conception, wherever you've come from, and I know a lot of people see that 1111 on the clock. Well, I believe, me personally, and probably a lot of you out there, if you see the 1111 on the clock, chances are you started this latest incarnational journey in the 11th dimensional systems of Lyra. Lyra, the cradle of Lyra, rockabye baby on the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle of Lyra will rock. When the bower, the seal breaks, the cradle falls, down will come baby cradle and all. Well, that means, according to me anyway, that even though we fall into the bottom of the tree, we still carry the imprint of the cradle of Lyra within us. That 12-strand DNA pattern, that 12-strand DNA blueprint allows us to become fully embodied avatars in one immortal lifetime. That was the original promise of our creation because you come to understand that each DNA strand, each double helix, allows their transducers, consciousness processes through the DNA. Okay. It's, it, have you ever noticed now that a lot of people that do light language, they're beginning to sound very similar. They're sounding very the same when, when they do their tonings. It's a little bit kind of like a little Native American, a little Japanese, Chinese, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Well, you're going to start to channel the light language 
languages that are closest to you genetically. We're working on our fourth and fifth, fifth, sixth strands now. Fifth strand processes Pleiadian consciousness. Now there are all these star systems and constellations, they exist within our three-dimensional universe. When we talk about Pleiades, we're normally talking about fifth dimensional consciousness, Syrian, sixth dimensional consciousness, Arcturian, seventh, Orion, eighth, Andromeda, ninth, and 10th, 11th, and 12th, fourth harmonic universe, what we call the Christos, which co where consciousness actually manifests as liquid light, pre-matter hydroplasm, liquid light, liquid crystal, liquid silica. 10th, 11th, and 12th dimensions are the realms of the avatars, the Buddhas, the Bodhisattvas, the Christed ones. And this was the original promise of our creation to be able to reach that evolutionary stage in one immortal lifetime. Death is not organic to the human form. Disease is not organic to the human form. Having a bad day, I'm not so sure about that. But basically, you know, why would you? you know, but you, you can have bad days as a soul, as an oversoul, even the lower Christos, the anti-Christos. That we can talk about it sometime. But the 1111, I believe that a lot of us started our, inc our incarnational journeys here from 11th dimensional Lyra or Lyra. It's a place, not a, kind of like a planet as we know it. They used to be called Avion, A-V-E-Y-O-N, which is now because of mistranslations or semantic depletion or whatever, or mistranscribe mistranscriptions is called Avalon. See that? Avalon, the mists of Avalon, true Camelot. I believe a lot of us came from the avatar levels. We were members of avatar collectives, Sananda, Kananda, whatever. We projected our consciences through sets of interdimensional stargates. So to get into incarnation here on the earth, you have to pass through the earth's core, called by many the flame of Amenti, the sphere of Amenti, St. Peter's gates, the heavenly gates, okay? And then to get into incarnation, into that first cell at the moment of conception, you have to pass through one of the Earth stargates. And the two Earth stargates that correspond to the 11th dimensional stargate, one is in uh, England, the Vale of Pusey, where interestingly enough, a lot of the crop circles manifest. I think a lot of them are there, maybe most of them, to facilitate stargate passage in and out and an island off of the coast of Ireland called the Isle of Eye. So you start from the 11th dimensional era, you go through these sets of interdimensional stargates, which are black and white holes, go into the black hole, out the white hole, into the electrical, the magnetic black hole, out the electrical white hole. So what stargates really, really are, they're structures of energy that allow passage between dimensions and universes. So we go through the, and the thing is, when we go through the stargate at the core of the earth, we leave imprints of our DNA. This is the reason a lot of the avatars and Buddhists have incarnated to leave their imprint, their genetic imprints at the earth's core. The latest expression of this mission has been the indigos. So all of us, as we come into incarnation, we pass through the earth's core. And probably if you see the 1111, one of those two stargates on the earth, this is why when that digital clock turns to 1111, it gets our attention because we're coded with the 1111, okay? But I want to go back a little bit, Rob, if I can have a couple of minutes. I think we're still pretty good on time. Absolutely. You got all the time in the world, bud. Good. So 
Now, I think there was a time until very recently where not all humans, incarnating humans, had that 12 strand potential, not activated. The thing with the indigos is the 12 strands aren't activated at birth. If you had 12 strands activated, you'd be a fully embodied Christed being, okay? 12 dimensional, 12 dimensional Merkaba vehicle, you know, flame body, you know, up to the 12th dimension. You'd have freedom of navigating, experiencing four harmonics, uh, four harmonic universes, 12 dimensions. I mean, nobody that I know of has even six. If you have six strands activated, this is not, I don't want to get into it too much, but a lot has to be learned about the true nature and function, the mechanisms of the DNA. In our paradigm, of course, if you had six strands fully activated, you'd be a fully embodied uh, soul or angelic, and you could be able to shift between two harmonic universes at will. This can happen, but this is our this is our journey. This is our evolutionary journey and purpose, again, to be guardians, custodians of those stargates, to heal those races that had gone into a convolute that had gone into digression because of their corrupted DNA, the corrupted consciousness because of their corrupted DNA. Remember, each strand is coded to process one dimension of consciousness. The DNA is really the key. But I want to go back a little bit. Oh, and the reason we're called indigos is because we have a lot of the six strand operational. Six strand processes six dimensional frequency, which we see, we perceive as the color indigo. They didn't start, we didn't start coming in in the 70s. We just only started being noticed in the 70s. And the auras, especially of young children, it was their life force, their vitality that made that, that, that color more prominent in their auras. But the fact is that the last time life was seeded, this is just the most recent time that life was seeded into our time matrix, our 15-dimensional, five-harmonic universe, 15-dimensional time matrix. This is what we believe. 950 billion years ago. Now, that was just the last time life was seeded into our time matrix. Just the, the most recent seeding, 950 billion years ago. And who did this? <clears throat> they are called the Brenau orders. B-R-E-N-E-A-U. These three Brenau races, I'm not going to get into a lot of the detail, but they are the three founders races that seeded life into our time matrix during the last seeding 950 billion years ago. Now, the Brenau orders have visited humanity, of course, during different time periods in an attempt to keep the history, not just the history, but the our original the human humanity's original creation contract and intended evolutionary destiny alive among the earth human races and that original co-creation agreement made between the Brenau races Trisha McKinnon channels a lot of the Brenau consciousness in seeding our time matrix was called the emerald covenant i've done uh uh, workshops for a very, very long time on the Wizard of Oz. It's no, no mystery now that L. Frank Baum, the author of the Wizard of Oz, the original 14 Oz books, interestingly enough, 14, 14 stages of the cross, 14 rare earth elements, that I believe that each of those books represents one of the stages of the cross. And I believe I've been on that walk, the Via Dolorosa in Jerusalem. Why go through 14 stages of spiritual development only to be crucified at the end of it? I think when you finish these 14 
modules or 14 stages of evolution, you get off the cross. The whole idea is to get off the cross of space, time, and matter. And with every negative thought we think, again, I, at the beginning, you want to see an end to terrorism? Stop terrorizing yourselves. Because every negative thought you think will feed a large morphogenetic field that will crystallize itself in every act of terror on the planet. And the reverse is true too. When you think, when you start to think in divine pictures, the Emerald Covenant, L. Frank Baum and his wife joined the Theosophical, the Ramayana Theosophical Society in Chicago 20 years before he wrote The Wizard of Oz. When you read The Wizard of Oz, you understand this context. You understand there's just so much occult metaphysical information. He knew about the Emerald Covenant. What he did know, he integrated a lot into The Wizard of Oz. So the original Emerald Covenant was made 950 billion years ago among the density five. Now these are 13th, 14th, and 15th dimensional beings. These are beings of even advanced beyond pre-matter, liquid light, liquid silica, liquid crystal. These are beings of pure light, pure waveform consciousness, more like kind of smoke, gaseous kind of like. These are called the Rishi, R-I-S-H-I. When they manifest in our perception here, if you've had experience with very, very tall beings with long expanded heads, these are the Rishi. Again, this is our evolutionary blueprint, our purpose to evolve into our higher selves like those Maitroiska dolls. We may be the smallest doll, but we expand into the larger doll, into the larger doll, into the larger doll. So again, so it's these Breno orders were directly involved with the creation of the original angelic human on density two in pretty much in the fifth dimension, Tara, 560 million years ago. Now, I'll just go for another minute just to let you know that this Emerald Covenant has been restated many, many times during these 950 billion years. But what's very important and what people will ask, what's the source of this information? And a lot of this information comes directly from my first wife. Many know her as uh, uh, Anna Hayes, Anna Hayes Gruber, Ashiana Dean, Iesha. Her training from childhood was to be able to access this information. And the stuff that she brought, the stuff that we brought together, the stuff that I brought, I had bits and pieces of it. And of course, again, I've had wonderful mentors, the walk-in really accelerated things. The walk-in walked out when I was about 17, 18 years old. But I mean, a lot of us, of course, have had imaginary playmates when we were growing up, but like Metatron, give me a break. This is when my parents went, I could show you a picture a little bit later on. But what I do wanna show you is this photo. I'm still trying to figure out why my parents put a dress on me when I was nine, 10 years old. This was in our swim club during one summer, right? If you can help me answer this, um, that, that can answer a lot for me. Anyway, not how wow. I turn necessarily. But that's, here that's it is. A little crazy. Give me a couple minutes, Rob. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. This is important because this people will ask, where's your information coming from? Well, that Emerald Covenant was restated 248,000 years ago. The density four, now these are Chrysid Buddha type races, Lyran Syrian Anuhazi. Lyran Syrian, these are our elder races from which the DNA was taken to produce the original human being. Lyran Syrian Anuhazi, these are actually feline hominids, right? And that's fourth density, that's dimensions 10, 11, and 12, Christos. 
And densities two and three, that's angelic, archangelic, soul, oversoul, Syrian azurites, that's Syrian blues, some Pleiadian blues also that a lot of people seem to be having contact with, Sirius B, the blues. On behalf of the fifth density Rishi, the Brenau orders presented a gift to the earth human guardian races that honored the Emerald Covenant. And the gift was a massive library a massive library of information detailing the entire history of this time matrix from its last seeding 950 billion years ago. Not just that, the creation physics, the mechanics of operating the interplanetary Templar. And this gift existed and still exists as a set of 12 holographic disks, recording disks called the Eternal Dora Torah or the Dora Torah plates or the Eternal Dora Torah those that have had the highest level of information and really the origin of all the great exalted teachings, the apex and nexus of all the great teachings throughout time. It's been, the information has been accessed from these Dora Torah plates. Look at the libraries they're discovering. We've known them for a long time. I've seen them in the, in, in the real massive libraries all over the world, but certainly a lot of them in Tibet and Nepal, massive, massive libraries. And the monks are just constantly transcribing, retranscribing this information. And a lot of the great channels have been taught, like my ex-wife, like myself, mainly in the dream state. That's where a lot of this happens for me and for a lot of people. Because the higher beings, all you have to do is sort of unplug some of their DNA to meet you in the astral. The astral, in the dream state, that's where we naturally go. Our consciousness detaches from its normal three-dimensional focus and goes into the summer lower mid-astrals. The whole trick is to bring back that information that you got when you were in some of the higher planes. That's the trick. So these Dorator plates, remember 1960, the time machine with Rod Taylor and Yvette Mimiu? Remember there's a scene, 1960, time machine. H.G. Wells, she takes him into this cave where all these sort of like devices and tools and antiques and old books that turn into powder. Remember, she shows him the talking rings. You spin these rings and you get the audio downloads of Earth's history. H.G. Wells knew he was a true initiate. He knew a lot of this information and he coded a lot of the information into his novels. So this these door Torah plates is where I, I believe, and of course, a lot of us believe, is the source of all this, it's certainly the source of what I share. It's certainly the source of what a lot of people that that share the same paradigm that I do get their information either from transcriptions of the Dora Torah or direct access that we are trained to be able to decipher or translate the these light and, and sound, these these symbol codes into human language. So, and I think a lot of us are being trained, even. Even right now at this moment, we just have to remember, bring that memory back into present time. Rob? That was phenomenal. It was so much information. And one of the things I picked up on is protection, basically, of that Stargate. And that's one of our that's one of our jobs. Right. And this is this brings me back to a moment of thinking, why do they not really want us to have this specific information? Why do they want us down so far to not be able to in and enhance ourselves via this dna and this tremendous amount of light and reach our well, just briefly there are races that there are digressive races they have their agendas there are basically a few primary agendas working on this planet 
those that are pro-human, the pro-human agenda of continuing our evolution and the education of our souls. There are ones that are kind of on the fence. And then there are the ones we call the Black Sun agenda, the children of the Black Sun. We know who they are. You know, I've done some of my recent talks, as you know, are getting into what I believe are the roots of evil, quote unquote, on this planet. Who these elites are, what their agendas are, and how they're managing with what they're bringing on, on into this planet, into our lives now, to put a cap on our evolution. They believe, many of them believe that it's our fault that they went into digression, that we are the ones that are that are banning them, you know, that are that are putting, you know, stop gaps in place that are creating, they believe that we're the ones that created the barriers to their evolution. They don't understand the things that we understand. They have their agendas based basically on their, on their capacity to bring in higher information, the higher aspect aspects of themselves, hard to deal with them directly, you know, because they do have their agendas. It's like trying to convince some someone of something that they believe. It's very, very difficult to do. This is why we have to work on an individual basis. Take the, when G, in the Pisces Sophia, Jesus talks about how he scanned the earth looking for a birth mother. And he said he was looking for a virgin. Well, what he meant by that, virgin has a lot of meanings in the old Canaanite Aramaic, but the oldest derivation of the word virgin means a creative energy that creates in a state of innocence. In other words, someone who is karma-free, who only thinks in divine thoughts, who uses their thoughts in service to the world and no other way. So, because what would it have benefited Jesus or probably all the other avatars and Buddhas if they birthed through parents or mothers that still had unresolved karma? It would have made their contracts much, much harder to fulfill. So Jesus was looking for a woman who had no karma, who was a virgin. A, basically a female or female energy that used her creative energy in a state of innocence. And I think that's where we're all going back to innocent. That return to innocence is a return to a state where we're not trying to, to deal with our karma. Most people's lives seem to be unfoldments of their karma, really, those subconscious uh, past patterns. And to break free of that is very challenging for a lot of people. They find a comfort level and always like, where's the lesson? If you don't have the karma, you don't need the lesson. If you right. learn the lesson, you can go on with your evolutionary journey and not have to wait for the, the next karmic pattern to exp explode or unfold in your life. You can really free your will. Remember your true evolutionary destiny, your purpose for being on this planet. Most of us, probably all of us that are listening to your broadcast already know that why we're here, at least, you know, to be of service, but how to be of service, be of service to yourself and the world and God, clear your own karma. Remember what it is. If you think in term, if you think negatively, if you think in terms that if you violate someone's spiritual rights or their right to exist, or you're not working in cooperation, what you do is, and it's right in the piss of Sophia, what do you do? Forgive. You make an apology if you feel this is probably the most powerful information and useful information. Yes, all the history is great. The history awakens the memory in all of us. It's our common path. Um, 
once you forgiving is not about blame it never has been it's about forgiving what do you have to do to be a clear and open channel for grace to come into the world so to forgive you simply apologize if you feel that you've violated somebody or you were you allowed yourself to be violated because of your naivete your ignorance you simply apologize the word apollo means not one not many so when you apologize you're reaffirming oneness and the more you reaffirm oneness right jesus's own words translated or you know the these disciples i'm convinced now that jesus wanted the women the women seemed to be the only one who got the message but they needed the women they needed the women so they had to bring the men along you know so right. the circle of marys that's what it was really all about um with progressive forgiveness, the soul is rendered innocent of all intensifications of karma with progressive apology. So if you feel you have wronged someone or you were wrong, well, forgive yourself first for being naive or ignorant or trusting enough to have been violated. And if you have consciously violated, if you knew better, you know, then simply forgive yourself. And that energy, remember that Emoto crystal, the light that can hold. Imagine every crystal and micro, you become the walking, living embodiment of forgiveness and gratitude. Every crystal and micro crystal in your bodies will be able to hold and radiate that light. That's when you become that presence healer that we talked about in the beginning. Forgiveness and gratitude. I believe and will always believe the most powerful force is not just for healing, for to continue our evolutionary paths that's a great that's a great sentiment and message the message is incredible yeah. and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you one last question and this is i'm gonna channel my friend omar from watchers talk i'm sure you know who he is and so one of the things that he brings out is this new pattern that we're seeing of children that are being born of their indigo children and their star seeds and they're so much more advanced than I don't want to say we were at our time, but spiritually and the connectivity between them seems to be greater. And um, the question I have, is this a pattern that we're seeing? Is it coincidental or is this a design? Oh, I think it's by design. We chose to be here at this time. There's an ascension cycle going on that started pretty much around the late 80s and going on till about 2024, where the major vortexes, I think you've, when I've, talked about this and showed the charts and everything. We're in a Stargate activation cycle, a Stargate activation cycle, a stellar bridge where interdimensional Stargates, the electromagnetic Merkaba fields of all these central suns are lining up and through them, consciousness is cycling through onto the planet, through the planetary grids, through our bodies meant to expand us. We always come in during these, sure, the earth is a great place to visit, when, when the earth isn't in an ascension cycle. I mean, the food down here is amazing. Uh, and, I, and I think that's just because a lot of great chefs haven't ascended yet. So you really want some of the good French, uh, you know, stuff. You, you just come, come back to earth for R&R. &R. But we came here by design, by contract, to facilitate the earth's ascension and everybody on it. But that's not going to happen until we learn to heal our thoughts first. This is why in my mentorships, we really focus on the master key. Charles Hanel, why? 
because the master key teaches you how to control your thoughts. A lot of our well-intentioned systems of healing and education and learning and story, they're, 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 they're compromised or outright sabotaged because people can't hold the focus. Even Wallace Waddles, the signs of getting rich. You know, gratitude, for example, yes, it's being thankful, but I wonder how many people realize that gratitude is a magnetic force that unites your brain and your solar plexus in your heart space. Hanel in the Master Key gives the great secret of life. He said it's in the coordination of two centers. Yes, the brain and the solar plexus in the heart space. That's where gratitude is felt. Perpetual gratitude, being in a state of really eternal perpetual gratitude for all the gifts of spirit. And we're always given these gifts of spirit. We have the keys that unlock the doors, as you very, very eloquently always remind us that we, it's already within us, but how do you access it? There are thoughts, thoughts is all we have. And there are thoughts that are the keys, they're locked. The, many of these gates of light are locked, but our thoughts, by the way, we can go a little, we can go past, now you got me. We can go past, we can go past uh, the hour if you like. Sure. Absolutely. It's up to you. You know, we can do it. We can do that or we can shoot for a part two. That's on you. We can even do past. We can go a little bit. I'm just having having a little dental work, you know, so getting a little sore. But now that's when I, you know, when you're in the zone. The floodgates are open. It's time to get, it's time to go to work, right? That's That's pretty much what it is. Ding, you know, so right out of the gate. That's right. So we have to learn to heal our thoughts. Wallace Waddles, these original law of attraction teachers, I, I, for years, I've been collecting these books, first editions, many of them going back 150 years. Why aren't these coaches, these law of attraction, these secrets, why isn't in there the solar plexus, the solar plexus? Um, I could probably type it in now, but it's very easy. You go on the, on the, on the web, you look for solar plexus or the abdominal brain. There's PDF copies of that on the internet. Theron Dumont. Um, I think I can type it in, right? Yes. Theron Dumont. This is William Walker Atkinson. It's a pseudonym. He wrote Thought Vibration of the Law of Attraction in the Thought World, 1910. Theron Hugh, I think, Dumont. Solar plexus, the solar plexus of the abdominal brain is William Walker Atkinson. Yes, and it's William Walker Atkinson who writing under a pseudonym. Because this, I think, remember, when these guys wrote their books, and the women also, they all were members of occult groups, esoteric groups, magical secret society. They had to get permission from their lodges to publish these books because this information was so powerful. And still, as you know, there are groups that want to keep this information. Yeah, here we go. And on the internet, there are many, many sites where you can access PDF copies, scanned copies of the original text, which I have right here. I don't know why they're not teaching it. The solar plexus is the key. Whoops. We know we have to feel it to manifest it, but how do you access the depth of emotion that you need? How do you access your emotions in the first place? Certainly the depth. It's easy when you're in one of these... um, success classes and you got 5,000 people high-fiving you. I mean, that can motivate you to a degree, but 
to be motivated and stay motivated, you've got to access the solar plexus. To access the depth of emotion that you need, the, the solar plexus is the set, the sympathetic nervous system, is does control and direct the physical expression of all of our emotions. So to access that true motivation, the true emotional depth that you need to manifest, you've got to access the solar plexus. And the truth is, Rob, it's very, very simple abdominal breathing. A very simple process of abdominal breathing will awaken the solar plexus. And the thing is, you get really good at this and it doesn't take long. You can tell your solar plexus what you want. What it's you the same desire. as conscious breathing, right? Manifest. Consciously and we'll breathing. Do all the rewiring to make that possible. The solar plexus is the key. And it's not, far as my knowledge is, not taught in any of these uh, and none of these success coaches. They barely even mention the solar plexus, not to mention its true function. But then again, if you if you have the solar plexus working for you to manifest the emotion, you there it's a, it becomes a biochemical, a chemical reality where there are receptors in the brain for those neurohormones and neurotransmitters. And there are things in our lives, lifestyles, environments that block those receptor sites. So with all the best intentions in the world, you simply cannot feel motivated, captivated, enthralled enough to even want to go there. So this is why, again, the other half is, and a lot of people out there, I'm sure know this, have to eliminate as many toxins as possible, environmental toxins in our lives and our lifestyles, you know, people will ask, I, I do a questionnaire sometimes. I have 72 factors, which I believe influence success. One just as strong as another, the, the chairs you sit on. If you're not sitting in a chair, for example, like most people go, yeah, it's important. Your posture is important. But what about, does it impact your ability to succeed or your potentials for success? Not to mention ascension. They go, well, no, not really, but it does. If you're sitting in a chair that doesn't respect the proper posture of your spine, proper alignment of your spine, you're not going to be able to communicate with yourself effectively. And if you can't communicate with yourself effectively, and you wonder why you've done all these other things, why it's still not working, because there are still things, decisions you've made, or maybe knowledge you don't have. We know a lot about this stuff in our environment, of course, already. Even down to what we wash our hands with, what we wash our hair with, what we clean our dishes with, what we clean our houses with can impact your health, your ability to succeed, and ultimately your ability to ascend. That's incredible. You know, one of the things that I've gotten into myself to try and alleviate those toxins is, in, is far infrared lighting. And they have yes. these saunas that are far infrared saunas, and it brings your all your gauges back to zero. <sighs> So no matter what you do to get supplements or sunlight or vitamins, it yeah. it actually works better because you're back down to zero. And, you know, the toxins you're talking about, not just environmental, but technological toxins when yeah. you're around mm -hmm. Wi-Fi and your TVs, even the computers we're on right now. It's so important to go outside ground and separate yourself from all oh, yeah. that for me is just that to me, when I started to do that propelled me in such a way that I could never deny seeing that, you know, and it's, it's incredible too. And what you talk about here with this is it, it, it's, it's like the, we talk about conscious breathing and your solar plexus and breathing properly is essentially the same thing, right? Yeah. The breath is the key. The, the Essene gospel of peace, the third communion is with the angel of air who spreads a, 
just uh, we worship the holy breath, which is placed higher than all other things created. For lo, the eternal and sovereign space, where rule the unnumbered stars, is the air we breathe in and we breathe out. And then they give the key. And it's in the moment betwixt the breathing in and the breathing out. All the mysteries of the infinite garden are in that moment, that zero point at the top of every inhale, it builds electrical charge. Now you said zero point. So when we're looking at zero, let's go to, you know, a little bit of a technical side, zero point energy. So zero point energy is essentially the energy from, is that us or is that just out there and we can access it? I think that is the, that is where energy exists where anything that will ever exist and has existed and exists now is in a state of potential creation. Wow. Wow. That's profound. That's, that's the, the moment between the moment, Rob, that's at the, at the top of every inhale, you know, when we go back to the 950 billion years, well, that's just the last outbreath of the divine mother or whatever. Right. And then after 950, then, after everything expands out and fragments out into the God's holy sparks, we begin to re-remember, recollect ourselves, and she takes that breath back in, lets it mix and mingle with her, and then another breath out. This is the breathing rhythm of the cosmos that the ancients called the unisai, the source that breathes. That's what the word means in the ancient Anuhazi language. The great mother breathes out, breathes in. And then every, who knows how many nine, we got, we got some of the background radiation from the last big bang. Although I don't think it was so big, it might've been slow, you know, nice. But now we're just recollecting ourselves and get ready for the next breath. It's the endless cycle, you know, and I don't think people need to, our brains are only configured and convoluted in a good way to just, you know, we're, we're getting bit, we're getting it, we're getting it slowly, but surely the more knowledge and the, and the wisdom that we gain from that knowledge and the love and the grace, when we learn the true responsibilities of mastering ourselves and mastering ourselves in the world, again, forgiveness and gratitude, again, to be the living you, you, when you do these enough, these exercises or even meditating on Kuan Yin, you want to bring more mercy and compassion into your life meditate on a representation of that, you begin to live in that vibration. And anything that is not of that frequency will fall away. You won't even have to worry about how to let it go with love, hopefully, and respect the path that it has chosen. That's why I said there are things people I know are coming up against things or people that they have to let go of because they're not supporting their path. They may have held their hand or supported them to where they are now, but they've done their work, contracts done, even like soulmates. Who says it has to be for a whole life? It could be a, it could be a weekend on Howard Beach. You know, I mean, you, you, you were meant to, to exchange what you were meant to exchange. But sometimes we, it's hard because we overstay our welcome. If something feels good, we want to stay in it, you know? Totally understand that. And, you know, it goes back to this, this saying that we say a lot, too, is that we are the ones we've been waiting for. And all of it's in, in us. And a lot of people get so caught up in the outside and mm. the and the outside sort of stimuli that they're not properly they don't understand that once the mm -hmm. inner comes out, that stimuli just bounces off. It doesn't even afflict you the same way it would as if you didn't start journeying down this path. And that's why 
awakening people to me and giving people the information like just like we're doing right now is is it's my mission and eventually it's it's turning into this database where people can come and grab this information at their leisure because everybody's mm-hmm. threshold is different what's profound to me may not be profound to you and so on and so forth for everybody out there so i've been working on collecting this data and this is one of like the this interview right here is going to be right into that database and I'm going to put it on all different forms, all different types of media. I'm going to try and get it into a crystal if I can to survive just in case anything ever happens. It'll be there for the legacy of what we are to be. For all the talk about all the negative consciousness that's manifesting on the planet, uh, the, the structures now, you know, the infrastructure, a lot of people just over and above that a lot of people they feel they're moving out of their comfort zone moving into a new vibration and there's always that feeling of you want to go back to where you were comfortable even if it wasn't really serving you at this point but to be brave to be courageous to know when you break the surface you may feel like you're being waterboarded for a little while but just hang in there Wallace Waddle says, just because it has it hasn't manifested in your perceivable reality, it doesn't mean it's not on the way. You order the pizza, don't it's coming, it's on the way. Don't don't cancel it just because it it doesn't come when you think it needed to come. According to your expectations, it's on the way. Trust, have faith, but also do the things, do the active faith, do the work. Have the intention, but also through your words, deeds, thoughts, and actions that are consistent with that original intention, make it happen. This is why we have to learn to focus our thoughts to stay there. When we teach about contact platforms to contact higher intelligence, the thing is people have a difficult time staying focused in that space. Even I've noticed over the years, Rob, that people even have a more difficult time now imagining, fantasizing what they want. How can they hope to manifest it if you're losing the ability to even to even imagine? And this has to do with a lot of toxins, fluoride, chlorine. I'm very big on shower filters. If I, I've seen people's lives change after getting installing a shower filter, because even especially in a warm, hot shower, that chlorine gas going right into you. Wow. You know? To think and about so that all these wild. things that we're not in control of everything, but the things that we are in control, that we have a voice in, what 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 you buy, what you watch on TV. I, I've had lots of situations where people that they're not they haven't achieved the level of health and restoration they want. And I and I ask them as a former acupuncturist, you know, we question, 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 question. And I say, so what are you watching on TV? Oh, I'm, I'm watching, I've been binge watching Halloween, you know, or Texas Chainsaw. Well, and you wonder why you're not getting better. As you alluded to, it's all information. And does that information, the, do the things that we expose ourselves to, is that going to support our journey or is it going to put up blocks? And how many times do we need to run into them? People, you know, to either people just get numbed to it 
or they feel moved to really do something about it. And then they're drawn to full spectrum universe. Then they're drawn to platforms in which they're getting information that they know that they can use. All this information about the history and everything, I think it's wonderful. It really is, opens up. Those are, as you said, those are the codes. The information is the codes. The experience of knowledge is the, people say, well, when are you gonna do the meditation? Aren't you listening with your heart? Don't you know that this is coming from love? It's coming from such gratitude for having this stuff to share. Open your heart to it and you'll know you'll get the inspiration. I don't, you don't have to take notes right now. I have it all, you know, and, but feel it, allow yourself to feel it and go to where those feelings are. Do the breathing, understand the true function of the solar plexus and gratitude and forgiveness and compassion, and responsibility, and integrity, and impeccability. We need to be, if you want to go as far as you want to go, you think you want to go, be impeccable. Try your best. Listen, I screw up all the time. You take a couple steps forward, back, but just don't get too down on yourself. Just why, you know, just dust yourself off, get back on, and find the support like you, like Full Spectrum Universe, and all these platforms Kindred spirits, we are coming together now. We are being drawn together. The tribes are forming. And we're here to really help each other, help ourselves, help each other. You're only going to be a value to the world as clear as you are, you know. Very true. And the community is so important, too. And coming together. And that's why, we, you know, me and Omar on Watchers Talk, we do events. We have another event coming up on January 1st. And it's essentially, like Omar says, is to hold our intentions for the new year. So for us to make known within ourselves and for others what, we, what we're looking to intend on fulfilling within ourselves, which is definitely going to happen. And, you know, we want to make sure that we're on point and we're clearing out all of that excess negativity from 2021 and 2020, because it's been a long time since we got together to do these types of meditation events. And just wash it clean and go back to that zero state, that zero sum. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're so right when it, it, it be in the now too. that be in the now moment is important. Like when we're talking about these things, yes, you can go back and take notes later, experience it. And that experience is what activates inside of you the ability to move from that moment with a clear point of, 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 of interest, your head is better and everything, your health becomes better at that because you're experiencing. And that's what human beings do. We're here to experience our consciousness. That's what we're meant for to bring mm-hmm. that back to the infinite, you know, the Akashic record and everything gets stored and we need to come back to that. It's more of a simpler way, even though it seems as it's difficult because it's understanding it. It is honestly a simpler way of moving forward. Yeah, that's right. Even these programs that I teach, the one-on-ones, the mentorships, 24, 48 weeks, as far as I'm concerned, if somebody commits to this or similar programs, they have me. I'm here to be of service. You know, of course I have to eat also. Of know. course, of course. Um, and, uh, but but when I when I feel that level of commitment, I almost have no choice but to be there for them because it really helps me also. It helps listen. Doing these mentorships and teaching really helps keep me in line too. It helps me to remember I wish my one of my 
biggest challenges is feeling like I'm feeling right now when this interview ends. That's why you think I was going to just come on for an hour. <laughs> Guess again. You know, it usually takes me an hour to get started. You know me by now, right? Of course, of course. And, uh, so, I'm so appreciative. There's so much to share, and in a and in a longer extended program, of course. If it's one call a week or one call every two weeks, we just step by step by step. But but also it's always it's the practical stuff. We're aiming for the flame body activations. We're aiming to really create or recreate that vehicle, that Merkaba vehicle, whatever you want to call it, the flame body, that's going to allow us to experience multiple dimensions, have the choice, have the freedom to explore, to extend love to all creations. So when that great mother takes that next breath back, ah, you did good. You did good. And then the next 950 billion years, hopefully, you know, this is what, you know, you don't have to go to the whaling. You don't have to, you know, I, I can't tell you how many bruises I've had on the, the you know, banging my head on the whaling. We all do. We all do. We do the best we can with what we have, but we have, there are choices. Extend your choices. Free your will. Learn to think into what, with the doctors, Hertak would say in divine pictures. A lot of people will ask, why, what's happening on the planet now and why? Well, we believe that there is a parallel universe. As we have a 15-dimensional time matrix, there is a parallel 15-dimensional time matrix, matter, antimatter, particle, antiparticle, magnetic, electric. Our parallel universe runs several years ahead of us because they're electrically based, we're magnetically based. But here's the thing about karma, the condition known as karma, when you have thoughts that don't, this is the thing, if you don't know what the law of one is, as a reality, not just in love and light, but in terms of the physics of how energy moves and whatnot, it's sort of the, the physics and metaphysics of conscious and creation, you're going to violate it. If you don't know where the pothole is, you're going to step into it. This is why one of the most important things to learn, along with all this other stuff, is the attitudes and etiquette of, of spiritual mastery, the love, the compassion, to be able to not produce, to, to learn how to clear the karma and miasmic content you already have, not just you, all your simultaneous identities in time. And that's good news also, because we do what's called multi-vector healing. You heal it in yourself, you can heal it, or at least present the potential for healing with all your simultaneous incarnations in time that they can come up with you. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh yeah, the parallel universe. It would seem that our parallel universe and our parallel selves live in a world that is already under a kind of one world, draconian-esque one world order. Here's the trick. When we create karma, the miasms, what they really are, karma, and it will manifest in your DNA, we... There's just like our chakras regulate the up and down flow of consciousness from dimension to dimension. There's a horizontal flow. The front and back cones of the chakras, one of the most important functions is to regulate the flow of consciousness between universes, between us and our parallels. So when we create the condition known as karma, the miasms are actually buildup of antiparticles in our particle universe, not just the particle, the consciousness. So the more karma that we generate and the planet generates, the more that interrupts that mechanism that cycles, regulates consciousness 
we're always flashing on and off between us and our parallels. I seem to have more memories of my parallel self than, than myself here. It's really weird. But the reason that what's manifesting on the planet now has already manifested on parallel earth manifesting here because with all of our negativity, we're allowing more of that consciousness to manifest in our universe. And that, and that situation can be rectified and restored when we learn to heal our thoughts. When we learn the really the true power of our thoughts, because that's what we have. Thought is the attribute. There's, there's really two aspects of it. There's the void. And when we think, we create the vibratory patterns that allows that thought to manifest. There's a whole science to it. And it's beautiful. It's like anything you learn for the first time. You don't learn it right away. And like you said, we already know this. We already exist in many higher dimensions where this stuff is taught. So it's a matter of, re but how do you remember? You remove the blocks to the memory. Not so much that you have to add on, but you have to just peel those layers of karma and not create any new karma. And then you could be a really effective healer and, and peacemaker it's like the TM people. I love the TM people. Remember those peace meditations they were doing mm -hmm. in these various cities and the crime yep. rate went down? Well, the story is that the crime rate went, actually went up, but less crime was reported. So you see, they succeeded that the peace wave went out. And let's say you got mugged and you're about to call the cops and you just waited. You decide, wait, 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 wait. And then all the mercy and compassion, peace came in. You said, maybe they needed help. Maybe they were, his mother needed an opera, you know, whatever. And you decided not to call the police. So actually the crime rate went up, but less was reported. But it's so, it's, it was success in that way. But you got to realize if you're not tuned to the peace, you're not going to hear it. Many Very are called, true. fewer chosen, and then even fewer make the cut. This is for everybody. Now all souls, because the indigos, these waves have come in and we've put our patterns at the planetary core, now all incoming souls have that 12-strand potential. All incoming souls now and souls on the planet now have that same potential as the original angelic human. We're a future race. We're a future hybrid race that's come from the future to reconcile past and present and future, heaven and earth, right here, right now. It can still happen. It can. It can really happen. You be realistic, have hope, but you do the work. You know, you do the work. The intention is usually fueled by knowledge. That intention is not blind faith. If you have the knowledge, then your intention is composed of that knowledge and that grid that you can put out there. So the to 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 seek knowledge but don't let it stay in your head let it come into your heart let your heart hear it let your let hear it as a whole full person we're feathers in each other's wings yes you know we want to bring everybody up with us yes but we also have to have the courage to let something go that isn't supporting our path and make the best decision that we can with love, with the idea, like in, in the Kabbalistic practices, everything you do has the spiritual, even washing the dishes, everything you do is for the benefit of humanity. There is nothing you don't do. There's nothing you don't think, aspire to, want, crave, that isn't going to be in service to the world. Encompassed then, as a whole. 
you realize that the true third eye is a lens. It's a depolarization lens within the pineal body that allows that thought to become the emotional substance that can get into the planetary grids to be of service. There's a lot of great stuff to learn and to love the learning. I, I truly yeah. do love the learning. And that's what, you know, I kind of call myself the forever student. And I think that not only is that for, for texts and histories, but just to it, like the, the homo sapien condition and how people work and, and what makes, what makes people react specific ways. And I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a collaboration of everything. And what you just said was so beautiful because we do need, we need this now. This is what we're destined for. This is what's in us. And it's manifesting its way out, whether we like some people, whether they liked it or not, it just exudes from them. I mean, just even to have the, the, the feeling, the, mer the urge to merge, the urge to purge, just to know that we're what's opening on, up in us are the greatest questions we've ever asked ourselves as sentient conscious beings. Why are we here? Why did I, why am I here? Why did I, did I ask to be here? And if I did, for what purpose? And once you know that, or at least begin to suspect that, everything changes to have purpose. Absolutely. Like every thought, like the genie, every thought you think is going to want to manifest the highest expression of that purpose, negative or positive. So just think if we really learn to think, you know, in divine pictures, if we learn to see, not to, not, not to not acknowledge the not so great, but to focus on the best part of ourselves, to manifest the best part of ourselves, to ask our souls, what can I manifest right now to be of the greatest and highest service on the planet? In divine right timing, I believe in a timing. If you're not ready for it, you, you can bring it in. You can force something in. I've, as an acupuncturist, I've, I've, you can force healing. But, and I used to watch them walk out of the office and walk down the street. If they didn't see my, themselves, if they didn't have the same vision of them that I had, I, I would see that they would assume the position physically or whatnot that they had when they first came in. But again, oh, why do I go off on tangents? But that's the thing. If you see your, you see, you ask, what can I manifest right now, right here, right now to be of the greatest service? I right agree. Here, you know, it's so great too. And, you know, this has been such an amazing, an amazing interview, Phil. And Thanks, I hope, you, I hope we can bring you back for part two too, because I think there's oh, yeah. so much, I, you right. know, one of the things I am eternally grateful for is, is, is coming upon your work and, and, really understanding it because it really has done a lot for me to to move past some of that some of those darker times you know and you know for for you to be here on the stage now and talking with me it's just been such a, a at first it was it's not overwhelming but there's so much emotion into it that it's just it to me it's such an i'm so grateful like i'm, I'm exuding gratitude right now and i'm just you know Everything happens for a reason. Nothing is coincidence. Mm -hmm. So everything is right on time. And this, That's again, right. was right on time for me because it reaffirmed the, the paths that I was truly wanting to travel down. And yeah. I can't thank you enough for coming. It's been. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Honor more than anything, bro. That I had all these pieces, but didn't have the mortar. You know, I didn't have that thread. I didn't. 
you, you know, you put in the gaps and now everything is working now, all thrusters yes. on, you know? And, and again, if you, I love, I love it because some people are there for the info and that's cool. If that, if that, right, if that floats the boat, fine. Some people will respond to the passion and that's, if that's enough to motivate them to learn more, that's great. That's, it's so wonderful. I mean, this contract may change. I, I figure I'll do this for a while more, but I'm really enjoying it now. Uh, it just feels wonderful. It's something you don't want to end. And it doesn't right. have to. Everybody has their gifts. Just because I know some stuff, well, you know, whew, a lot of stuff oh. that maybe <laughs> you, people don't know or haven't awakened to, you're right. It is within them. And if they need the inspiration, I love this. This is what I'm, it may change in time. I, I still, I have a rock band here in Singapore. I still awesome. would love to, to be the rock star at my age, you know, and this and that. But I know that this is what I'm here to do now. And I really do do my best to try to make it accessible, to try to make it, if it, to put a laugh here and there, because some of the stuff you get, as you said, it's, it can be challenging as long as people just get rid of that thought, enjoy it, enjoy the ride. Don't, 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 you don't have to wonder how the roller coaster works. If you're thinking about all the mechanics, you're not going to enjoy the ride. Just enjoy the ride. And that's why the mentorships are so good. One-on-one -on -one or small groups, take our time, take our time. There's no rush. We have all the time in the world. And if people are really dedicated to want to learn this, to feel that it will benefit them and benefit the world. They are more than, more than welcome to contact me or anybody yeah. they feel has a piece or something that can help put the pieces together. I love that. I'm really glad you brought that up. That's my favorite thing to hear my favorite feedback. And it seems to be that constant thing. You helped put the pieces together. Wow. What a great thing. What a great gift that I'm eternally grat uh, grateful for. You know, I'm eternally grateful for you. And uh, and that's why, we, you know, we're going to put your email up here for everybody. So if they want to contact you with the small groups or individual, it is so worth it. You have no idea. And, you know, we we also work together in the Wish Alliance. You're more yes. involved than I am. And we're going to pull that up now so we can, you know, we have some stuff coming up. No, with welcome too. to the family, Rob. I mean, I, you're you. right, right there, front and center. Portal to Ascension, Wish Alliance, we're coming together. I wish some of these Facebook pages, the star seeds and whatnot, you know, it seems that more than not, you see people posting pictures of themselves. Where am I from? And that's cool, you know, but these right. platforms can allow access. It's so much deeper than that. It's so, so much, much deeper more than that. Really coming together. And we are, it is happening and it's not a race. It'll happen when it happens, but it's going to happen because of us doing the work, getting in there, throwing our hat in there, grabbing the brass ring, saying, okay, it can happen tomorrow. Why not today? If not us, who? You know that old expression? If not yep. now, when? If not yep. here, where? So we make, we have choices. And there are choices that people can't even see yet. But we can learn when you get that elevated point of view, you you, you see higher. You, you have, that's when we do the Akasha work. We don't bring people back in time to change what happened. That can be really dangerous, creating alternative timelines. Enough of that's been done already. But if you can bring people up, Rob, 
just to see that situation that caused the trauma from a more elevated, higher perspective, you can see it with more compassion, more forgiveness, and now being grateful to having had that exalted, elevated view, that purifies it, that that makes it more and more pure. Absolutely. The slightest change in perception can change anything you look That's at. That's right. Change the way you saw it or you see it, and right. that can just switch it. It can, and it can happen in a moment. It can happen in this moment. I know people have heard it a million times. Well, they've, it's, it's been said a million times because it's worth it, you know? And when is it going to get, get through? No pressure. People will come to it at a time when they're truly ready, I guess. No judgment. And that's what we have to do. We, if someone, I know it can be frustrating for people, whether it's your partner or whatever, your family, they just don't get it. Stop shaking them, you know? They'll get it when they get it, whether it's in this life or the next. Don't don't try to force it. Don't, you know, just you work on yourself and they will feel the grace. Yes. Yes. Everything is right on time, you know, and yeah. it, it, the, the less you give credence to why not or why it isn't, the less the less you're going to have that, that negative space around for you. It's just going to happen naturally. It's going to happen organically. And that's the way you want it to happen, too. You don't want to you don't want to force it because when you're forcing things you yeah. tend to either get either a backlash of some sort or resentments in some places it's just better to just work like you said for you and work on you and that's really just what it's it's everything it's everything it really is everything yeah you come to that you're on the path you come to that why that fork in the road i go here Go there, right-hand path, left-hand path, whatever. Why don't you turn it around? Inside the circle becomes the peace sign. Now that now you've gone from divergent paths, but now you unite on that path. Journey to the East, Herman Hesse, a little book. You could go, you could have an extended bowel movement and finish it. I have. <laughs> it's they all join the league. They're heading for the East, the league. And they all have that common purpose, but they all have their individual dream when they get to the East, whether it's this or that. You, you can have your individual dream, but that dream is part of a nested within a larger dream and a larger dream and a larger dream. We can have our individual dreams and fantasies, but that also is just part of the larger dream that we're all here, all asked to be here, all worked to be here, all tried to choose the parents that would give us the, the best opportunities to do it. It's not to say you can't emerge from Rwanda or whatever. And that's an amazing thing, especially when you emerge victorious from that sort of environment. But we've been given, and I'm sure you, most of the people, probably everybody that's listening to this program is in a privileged situation. Maybe not survival day to day. We have time who doesn't have time to do the solar plexus breathing? You do it right now. It's so simple that please people download that PDF scanned copy. Everything. It was can. actually, we put it in the comments. So on YouTube, people can go right to the PDF file cool. and it's, it's full access to it. So, or you know, email me and I'll send you links aplenty. We will you know? put the email up one more time before we go out. And, you know, again, Phil, it's just been such a pleasure and eternally grateful 
And it's such an honor and a privilege just to share the stage with you. And I look okay. forward to working with you so much more into the future. Feeling is mutual. Hey, if it wasn't for you, I'd be talking to myself, you know, which I do anyway, which I do a lot anyway. So do I. It's I'll not, just leave not... people with one image here. See, this is yes. Margaret Pellegrini. She's not with us anymore. She was one of the original munchkins. She was the youngest of the of the dwarfs. She was the youngest munchkin in the Wizard of Oz. She's passed on a few years now. She used to live outside Phoenix. And every time I was in the area, I would love to see her. We used to go out. She had a, fa a favorite Chinese restaurant. I just loved having her on my arm. You know, she was just, uh, I mean, I remember the first time I called her, she was like, hello. And I realized in that moment, I'm talking to a munchkin, a real oh, wow. Wizard of Oz munchkin. And, you know, these moments of grace. And then Steiner said, in moments of grace, we remember. So try to generate, put yourselves in those moments where you can feel the grace, where you are the grace where you can be graceful and spread that grace to all, to all, to the whole world. It's great. It feels great. A you know? Profound message. Just like everything you've said here tonight. And I'm yeah. going to have to go back and rewatch yeah. it again and again, because mm -hmm. I love to just pick yeah. up on that information. Yeah. No, it is. I think, it, I think I did. Okay. You know, I think those you did um, amazing. You kidding? You know, me? those, uh, you know, those things you see in the airport that you rate the bathrooms, you know, Right. You, know, you think my wife installed one in the bedroom. So I still have my challenges too. We all have our we, we all have our challenges in life. Excellent. But with that, just thank you, Rob. Thank you so much. I'm glad we did we told we danced around this a little bit. Yeah, we, we did. Got to it, man. But and we I'm got so, to it, you know. So happy. Thank right you on so, time. Thank right you on so, time. So much. Thank you, Phil. All right, everybody, we're going to shut shut down shop. So it's time for you to get back in that space shuttle and go back to your own universe because this is full spectrum universe. It Thank is you. a full spectrum universe. Passion yeah. and knowledge. You got it, Rob. You nailed it. Thank you. You're welcome.